Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Breaking news into the Real Flicks newsroom. Again, I say breaking news into the Real Flicks newsroom. Guess what, fellas? Halloween is in a week. No. Something important. Oh. My pajamas are oh, tucked in sake. to my socks. You child. Woo, woo, woo. You. He's not a child. He's an old man. No, I'm a... No, it, Socks in the socks and PJ or PJs into socks is. You have your cup of chocolate milk and your cookies and your bedtime at nine thirty two. Dude, pick pick an age. Is he old or young? I don't know. <laughs> I actually haven't been grocery shopping in a few days, so normally I would have chalky milk and cookies, but I don't <laughs> have it at this point. Sorry. <laughs> I had some really good chocolate milk the other day. Chalky milk, chalky milk, bro. I did too. It was an, it was a new brand, so I've got a. Oh, you, don't you like keep like a log? I've, I've, it's a very succinct power ranking. Of course, you have it ranked. Chocolate intensity, consistency, and redrinkability, and then obviously dunkability comes into it. I, it's so, what is the best aggregate score? Where, where does YooHoo come in on the scale? YooHoo is not chocolate milk. YooHoo is glorified battery acid, and it's disgusting. It is. And anybody who likes it should be sent to the gulag because it's nasty. It's hey, straight nasty. It is waiting for me every time I go to my grandmother's house, and I enjoy every second well, of it. Well, I'm going to go to your grandmother's house, have a wonderful time with her, and steal all her yoo And But to answer your question from earlier, the best chalky milk is made actually just a few steps away from my house up in Cortland. It is Trinity Valley. So shout out to them. Known them forever. And I, didn't, I don't have to pretend that I love their chocolate milk when they ask me about it, because I actually love it IRL. But you can't also can't go wrong with True Moo. Uh, Ronnie Brook, I just had down here in the city, is pretty good. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think that's about it. Those are my those are my top three at least. So where does Burn Dairy uh, rank? In the middle. It's it's the chocolate doesn't taste right. It just it, it, the cons- this consistency and the intensity of the flavoring is just off, and it, you know the and just like the texture of the milk itself just doesn't feel right to me. Not a fan. This is probably my favorite conversation that we've had. <laughs> Thank Don't you. you ever just like buy regular milk and pour chocolate syrup in it? Yes, I do. That. I do that every now and again when I'm. What was the best uh, chocolate syrup? Hershey's. Is it? It's the only. It's the only Cody. You can buy like the Walmart brand. No, but putting in the chocolate syrup into milk is like a palate cleanser. That's what I do I, when I, I need to. Like, I get the reset. one that's ninety nine cents. So. Oh my god. I'd that's how I live my life. A shiver just went up my spine. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that to yourself? To save money so I can spend it on more important things. Yeah, save that extra two dollars to spend on the at the two dollar store. You can buy stupid That's shit a for whole two dollars that I could buy whatever. instead of a chocolate. You eat for two dollars? What are you, you talking a whole about? Meal? What the fuck do you eat? <laughs> you get a whole are you dollar, secretly you a rat? You can get a dollar bag of you know <laughs> mixed with water mashed, mashed potatoes for a dollar. Josh, wow. true or false? Is there a tail on you right now? <laughs> Does the I name Scabbers college, yeah. mean anything to you? Do you feel a kinship with the... Are you implying I'm a furry? I'm implying that you're a rat. You can eat no. for $2. That's well, not, I mean, obviously, I, be, I think you kind of just uh, outed yourself. Can I be the rat from Ninja Turtles? Otherwise, no. You can be rat, as in Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective. That's it. How about, how about Ratatouille, the Remy? Ninja Turtles is trash, but I will take Ratatouille. You're, you're trash. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, let's see. What else is going on in life other than chalky milk, rats, and uh, budgeting? Is that I, it? I, I don't know. I think I saw Joaquin Phoenix the other day. I'm pretty Is sure. Cool? He was, yeah, I was kind of walking on one side of the street and I looked over and like there was stuff going on, but I was like, whatever. And then later I found out that it was Joker filming. But I, I saw somebody with red pants that looked like they were doing something crazy. So I was like, yeah, it's probably Joaquin. It's probably just Joaquin. It's probably Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin Fien, you know? I saw, I saw that, um, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Wayne's going to be in it. Yeah, and it's being played by the kid who played a young Joaquin in You Were Never Really Here, the awful movie that Cody and I saw, which is very strange. I heard that was good. Not good. I watched a... Um, Art House Trash. A video essay House about it. it. Oh my god, don't even tell me. It kind of made me like it. Uh, I need to watch it again. Uh, let me guess. What they, what How they many times... No, so smart. answer me this. This will judge if it's a good summation. How many times does the phrase repressed trauma come into play? Like three times. Okay, so then I kind of know what it's about. And so what, I say. It's bad, bad film. Bad, not even, well, eh, it's a film. Normal people can't go and see that and be yeah. like, oh, it's good. <laughs> oh, it's good, it's good film. Oh, I like this. Not that kind of movie. Not that kind of movie at all. Uh, what else is happening? We got the Al Adin post uh, trailer and poster, which looks very cool. I have no idea what that is. Al Adin, it's the Disney film. Oh, speak normal. What? Al Adin. Albert Adin. That's what it. Right? Is that what it's no. called? No. That's what no. It's called. That's pretty. I, that's what it says in the poster. So I don't know. I think you just might be wrong on this one. Oh boy! I'm sorry. And Wonder Woman too. Twenty twenty guys. Holy shit! We're in the, we're coming into the next decade, my dudes. That's crazy. Yep. This could be our la- This could be all of our individual last decade on Earth. We don't even know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Could die tomorrow. Time is fleeting. <laughs> But why did they move it back, Josh? Tell us. Tell us now. Uh, I didn't really I read anything about it other than a Twitter blurb that says they want to put it in the summer because the first one did well there. Which sounds believable. So I think they also probably just want to distance themselves from other DC movies because they have no idea what they're doing. So. so yes or no question. Should I right now go onto Twitter and reserve the at release the Jenkins cut? handle no, just to, just in case just in case cody says yes what do you think you're not going to be able to use it until end of 2020 i'm planning ahead josh i'm planning ahead Good God. that's only two years from now that's so weird yeah we're coming yeah, up like about a year and a half actually you want to hear oh, what's crazy God. though josh less than four months from now people are going to be declaring for their candidacy for president in 2020 that's how crazy, that's how soon all that's, this craziness yeah. is. Like, Elizabeth Warren, if Democrats do well in the midterms, and I'm, of course we're going to get your elongated take on everything midterms, just in a moment, Josh. But if she, if Democrats do well, Elizabeth Warren is like, by probably by the beginning, probably by like middle of January, she's going to be like, yeah, I'm running, fam. Maybe even I sooner. I thought she already said she was pretty much his. Pretty much, yeah, but like, they like to do their whole speech I'm in front not- of the... 
the the city hall they like, first worked official, in. But it's official. Yeah, like everybody kind of knows that she's going to run. I just I I don't want Biden to run. I don't want. See, I do. He's. I don't like the idea. I don't care who it is. If if it's you know Bono or if it's somebody else to that caliber, I do not want a president who's like eighty years old. And not because, and it's ages, I'm sure, but 80-year-olds just freak me out. I don't think anybody should be 80. She could die at any moment. No, it's just like, you're 80. Like, you're not there. I know, but if we have a 70-year-old who's out of his fucking mind right now, so imagine what an 80-year-old be like. And it's dangerous, too. Trump? Obama was like 45. Yeah. Yeah, Obama, uh, Obama was pretty young. He's 47 yeah. when he came to office. Who's the youngest president at, at their inauguration, Josh? I couldn't tell you. JFK? Nope. Ooh. Ooh. It's Teddy Roosevelt. 42 years really? old. Really? Yeah. Huh. Teddy Roosevelt, secret badass. He's not a secret no. badass. He's a badass. He made a, he made sure everybody knew he was a badass because he was super insecure about his masculinity. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, <clears throat> it's me. Oh, I was talk, talking about daddy. but <laughs> Yeah, oh. I mean... Except please don't ever equate TR and... TD. I mean, they were both Republicans, Wait, Cody. Okay. Yeah, we have the good kind and then the bad kind. Yeah. So, Wonder Woman. Uh, I do think you're on the... You kind of hit... I think you hit the nail on the head, Josh, that, yeah, it's convenient that they can move it back to the summer and be like, yeah, we like summer, and, like, we want more, Star more Wars time did. on it and reshoots, but I think you're probably right that they're like, DC's a mess. We want to create some distance. So I think... But I do think that this puts the betting odds of Aquaman sucking hard, like... A lot higher than it was earlier. I don't think it will. What are they trying to distance themselves from? Flash? I think it's more not from the movies themselves, because I actually think the movies are probably going to be better than the ones we've gotten so far. But um, I think it's just because they want more time to figure out what this universe is, if it's still a universe. Right. So figure out where this movie kind of falls in line with that. I got to say, I mean, of course this could always change when... Suicide Squad 2 or Gotham City Sirens or whatever happens. I'm, I kind of mi- I'm going to miss the awful DCEU. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was a good time. You could make fun of those and <laughs> watch the train wreck as it comes. I, I, I'd rather just they be good and I can yeah, be We have enough good comic movie. book movies. We need some, like, fascinatingly awful ones for a bit. The world has no superheroes. That's true. Knock, knock, let the devil in. Speaking of knock knock, 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 yeah, there you go. You no, Sorry. keep going, keep going. You got, you got That's it. That's all going. I know. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of knock knock, let the devil in though. Venom predictions. These went incredibly well uh, for none of us. Cody. Kind oh. of. So because the critics are just wrong, I did not win the Rotten Tomatoes game because the movie currently stands. At thirty percent, aka sixty percent too low, to which you predicted seventy six percent. So yeah, actually, Josh, you up. did not win. No, I did. Uh, win. You didn't win. Uh, Cody, however, did. He picked a very respectable fifty percent. So congrats, Cody. The truth? No, it's not the truth. No, Josh, you went thirty eight because you suck. Yeah, because I was right. Because I knew it was going to. Seventy percent of critics are wrong. Did you even see it, Josh? Nope. The audience shut score. Shut up! You have no room to talk. The audience score is eighty-eight. The audience score is eighty-eight percent. So the people. So who do we listen to? I think here's Cody. Here's what it is. 
the critics and the Rotten Tomato score is the Electoral College. The audience score ah. is the popular vote. So, oh, fake God. film. Uh, the people the people have said their piece. They've made their mind. Venmo, good movie. Uh, money, however, this movie made quite a bit of coin to the tune of, let's see, what was it, $80 million hairs. Wow. That is, that's the first time that your whistle has been appropriate, Cody, I gotta say. Yeah, I a new whistling thing. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of Cody, you won! You predicted yeah. $65 million. You undershot it. Because it made 80. Because it's a film that the world can agree is amazing. So congrats, Cody. Yay! You know what we're going to do? What? <laughs> there you go. Well, enjoy the... Applebee's gift card that is en route. You earned it. Josh, you don't get anything. I won. <laughs> Sorry. Applebee's has rats, so you don't want to go there. Applebee's anyways. sucks. I gotta say, I hate Applebee's, I agree, but their fries are actually kind of nice because they put pepper on them, and I don't, I, I like that for some reason. Um, no, I, yeah, Applebee's isn't the best food in the world, but. No. Better than Chili's. Don't Objectively even. true. Objectively true. I, I mean, I have no hot take on that, but there's just a Chili's in here that people go to, and I just I hate them all. New York City? Yeah. Like, Times Square is ass. It's, <laughs> Why would you go to... I don't know. They have a Bubba Gump. They have Chili's. They have Applebee's. They have... I think I saw Red Robin somewhere, and it's just people go there when they're here. Well, Bubba Gump, I can, ima- I can understand, because I've never been there. Yeah, it's fine. I've never seen another one. I went there on a class trip to see The Lion King. We stopped at Bubba Gump, so I guess I'm part of the problem. That must have been my first trip to New York. Huh, cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a plague. It's a, it's a total plague. Like, if, if a chemical bomb was dropped in Times Square, I probably wouldn't have much of a problem with it. And they'd be like, all right, well, these are the people who go to New York and eat at Chili's, so they're not exactly the cream of the crop. But... That's just my own sociopathic uh, inclinations, I guess. Uh, what else is going on, Josh? Come on, feed me, feed me something. What's what's happening? What are you hearing on the ground? Any investigations? Any new stuff? I mean, do you want the actual ground or like movie news? I just stuff's going on. What's happening? No, I mean, I told, you, I told you about the I told you about the Regal stuff. Yes, Regal. What is, what is happening with that? Uh, yeah, so I have a friend who works at Regal who I was talking to, and he told me. From what he heard, that they are waiting for MoviePass to either officially go under or kind of fizzle out. Um, I think it's pretty well fizzled. That's yeah, the thing. I don't. I don't know. He didn't give, tell me anything other than that. But it's just he said they they do have one. It's coming. It's in the works. It's just a matter of when. So it could be tomorrow for all I know. Interesting. Well, just today, uh, Helios and Matheson or whatever their parent company is decided to spin MoviePass Ventures off into its own separate, publicly traded company. So why don't you explain what uh, all the business machinations of that, Josh? Hmm? Yeah. Cody, what about you? Any any thoughts on it becoming publicly traded? Uh, I think it'll actually help it out in the end. Um, How so? Because... Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> You're just gonna. Why don't you just whistle? Just whistle and get a number. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I agree. That's a good good point, Cody. I really didn't think Thanks. about the uh, <laughs> about inflation. Yeah, good good call though. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I've I used MoviePass once in like the last two months. So you only use the AMC thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's hey, got the closest to get, me. And why don't you just get rid of MoviePass then? Oh wait, do you have the year? You have the year. Yeah, it's, it's oh. I've got it free for about three more weeks, and there are oh. a couple of theaters. Like, there's one kind of nice one that's impossible to get to that I can use it at, and then a couple other arty houses. So, and it works huh. randomly at like seven o'clock at night. So I'll keep it until it. Once it starts costing me money, I'm just gonna bail. So, R.I.P. MoviePass. <laughs> I'll hang my movie pass card on my wall like a. Like That's going to become like, like the new blockbuster uh, membership <laughs> card. Oh my god! I'm I can't stand it. In, in ten years, people are going to be like, "Remember the days like this? If you had a movie pass card, yeah, remember when, uh, remember the month when movie pass worked? <laughs> it was a good six months, Cody. Don't you, don't you forget? Uh, yeah, I'm mad at it now. That's okay. Because right when I, they finally gave me the service I wanted, they. Yeah fizzled away into darkness serves so. you right you came in too late join the yeah, party well, too i didn't want to pay my way for a year out of a service i knew was going to crumble which it is so yeah you can pay it off easy remember when you said it wasn't and it was gonna stay it is staying like it's, it's still around right it's still alive i opened my app the other day just to see i'm not happy that i'm right i wish it was alive and kicking so i can see movies for cheap honestly but i'm gonna try to see it again I, I saw a movie with it just last week i think hmm I'm fine that it's dead. AMC is A-list is doing everything for me right now. Yeah, it must be I nice. Would have, I would have gotten that if an AMC was, you know, not an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> yeah, there's one 40 minutes away from me. There's one that's a 10 minute walk. So fuck yeah, that's guys. cool, Mason. Not all the you. <laughs> the, the what, Josh? Huh? Wait, I, I thought you said something. I said good for you. Thank you. Coldplay doc, though, Cody. You got your ticket? I can't wait. Ah. We might. Should we do a little bonus bonus happy on that one? Hmm? Let's see. I mean, how many? We'll, we'll, we'll do a we'll do a little poll. Yeah, we'll re, I got. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to rejiggle my top ten no matter what. So this is just gonna be. It's gonna be intense, bro. It really is. I think that they're. So this is their 20th anniversary. I'm pretty sure they're gonna announce something by like Christmas. Of like either a we're done or b we're gonna do stuff. I don't know. Josh, Coldplay thoughts? Gone. Sad. All right, let's, let's get to the main event. It's we're a few days early, but guys, let's talk about All Hallows Eve, the movie. Forty years ago, on Halloween night, Michael Myers murdered three people. After that horrific night, he was sent back to the institution in captivity. This has been, what, 20 years in the making, I guess, for a true Halloween sequel-ish? Like, in real life, not 
random chronology, right, Josh? I don't even know. Like when when did the, when was the last Michael Myers appearance in a non Rob Zombie film? Uh, two thousand two in um, what's really? it called? In Resurrection. Is yeah. that any good? No, nice. uh, no, it's one of the worst movies ever made. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I've been fascinated with in the last couple of weeks, seeing all the articles and like random videos and stuff like that about the Halloween series. We, I think we talked about it earlier. The mask just throws me off every single time. Like, some of the masks that they have more just look stupid. Oh, yeah. Like, how I, did they... I was talking about it last last episode. They, right. They, they, they keep changing the mask, and I don't get it. They could like, just kept using the first one. What's the, what's the one where, like, uh, Michael Myers is in, like, this burning building, and a guy, like, says, fuck you, um, or something like that? that uh, that's uh, Resurrection. That's with Buster Rhymes. <laughs> There's yeah. a, there's a, Busta. I, do you, have you seen any like clips no. from it or anything? I saw, yeah, I, I saw that clip and I saw the mask and I was like, Oh boy. So that's and, the one that's like a reality show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool uh, idea. It's not, I mean, sort of is, but it's, there's a Execution scene. Execution was bad. Everything was bad. It was a post Truman show <laughs> world. Everybody, everybody was trying to make movies, TV shows for some reason. It was weird. It is, it is one of the funny, I mean, it's a the movies got awful, but it's like, it's laughably bad, but it's, there's one scene and it's like iconic because of how bad it is. Where Buster Rhymes, he busts down the door, and he's, first of the whole movie, he's like his shtick is that he's doing karate uh, for some reason. And it's like saying he actually says like "haya," and it's remember terrible. when we he's cared about karate. <laughs> he's God. trying to like karate Michael Myers, but he said at the end of the movie, their like final confrontation, <laughs> he busts down the door and he's like, hey, "Mikey, trick or treat." motherfucker. <laughs> get it because it's Halloween. Oh my god. Uh. Real quick, if you can, uh, give me like 15 seconds on each Halloween movie leading up to now. I'm curious okay. to hear. I've seen your reviews here and there, but like they're 80,000 pages long, and I don't have yeah. the time to course yeah. through them, so go I, for it. I got, okay. First one, one of my second favorite horror movie ever. Love it. Um, I've talked about it enough. Second one, I also love. Um, and What's, uh, also, add, add what the bit. I guess, for lack of a better word, is of the, the sequels. Bit. Yeah, like like, what's, like like what is the yeah like summer really? yeah. yeah. Second one is the the continuation of the first one. That same night picks oh, up really? right after it picks up right after Michael disappears and Laurie is taken to the hospital, and it takes place in the hospital. Without diving uh, too much into Halloween talk, are you kind of sad that that's been decanonized? Well, I I, I, I without spoiling anything, I like that one more than the one we're going to talk about actually. But, um, yeah, I, I love that movie, cool but idea. I'm fine with it not existing in the new continuity because this is literally a choose-your-own-adventure franchise. Um, <laughs> so Speaking of. It doesn't of. really matter. Um, and then the third one is its own thing. It's I think it's really fun. Um, it has nothing to do with anything. It was meant to be an anthology movie, and then people didn't like it, so they went back to Michael Myers for Halloween 4, Sad. which is also really fun. What's um, the bit of that one? Halloween four is uh, been ten. It's ten years after the first two. Lori supposedly died, I think, in a car crash or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it follows her daughter Jamie, who's like ten years yeah. old. Um, and so it's just pretty much more the same. You know, he's following because in the second one it was revealed that Lori is Michael's sister. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. now Jamie is the niece of Michael. So he's following her because more family thing. It gets it gets more complicated. 
Um, and then five is just more of the same, but it's not very good. It's like there's some cool kills in it, but it's like just kind of. Well, who's the, the who's the main character? Is the Michael Sonic? five is also it's just more of the Jamie story, but okay. she's she gets she gets her own trilogy. Yeah, she well they screw her out of that by the sixth one, but the she's like MIA for the majority of five because the. The the ending of four is awesome. It sets up for something really cool, and then they completely drop the ball with it in okay. five. Well, what's the ending? The ending of four is that you see, after they kill Michael Myers, kind of the evil essence, I guess, of Michael Myers kind of, it moves on to Jamie, and the ending is she puts on a mask, she kills uh, her mom, and she's kind of the new evil. Whoa. Um, it's really, really cool, and it could have gone so many cool ways, and instead she can't talk for the next one and she's strapped to a hospital bed and they do nothing with it. And then it's just shitty characters. Makes sense. Um, they kill her in that one. No, they kill her in the next one. Killer in six who oh she's not God. played by the same. Have we hit H2O by... yet? Uh, no, that's no. after. That's after this. Oh my God. So in six, she's played by a different actress because Danielle Harris got screwed out of her, the money she deserved and they didn't treat her character. Right. So, Get a different actress, a bunch of new characters. This is where Paul Rudd is in, um, and he's really bad in it, but he's entertaining. Um, and it's start where they started. And no, they started introducing the man with the hat in five. And who is six. that? <laughs> so abandoned like whole, plot thread. Um, yeah, it's a abandoned plot thread. It's like this whole. They tried to kind of start turning it into like this mythology that's like about the curse of thorn, which is like the alignment of the stars that is whenever these, it, then they try to create it. So God, every time, every time, every time Michael Myers has come, they say all these times he's come is also been when the stars have aligned with the curse of thorn or whatever the hell it is. Wasn't that a Dad. plot point in the Hercules animated movie? Fucking no. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It still doesn't um, sound like a very good series to be quite honest with you. No, it's great. It's great. When the first four, right? Um, after that, outside of H2O, not so much. But, um, yeah, so then it's six. Uh, Jamie dies. There's other new characters that are then abandoned for whatever story they were going for. And then they do Halloween H2O, which says, forget all that Jamie stuff. Forget Season of the Witch and Halloween 3. We're going back to just Laurie Strode and Halloween 2. Picks up from there 20 years later. Um, and just, it's pretty simple. So Michael they've kind of done this before. Like this sort of. Is, this, this time is like the third, the second time the they've, second time they've tried reset. So they do, they do that. And like I said, in our top ten, five or top 10 or top five endings video, that's the ending of that movie is one of my favorite endings ever. I think the ending is perfect. Home and issue overall, it's, it's, it's okay for the first like two thirds of it, but the third act is amazing. Um, but the ending of it is literally just, so Michael dies. Well, quote unquote dies. Um, he's taken back into the back of a of a ambulance or cop, whatever. Um, and but Jamie's like, no, he's. I know he's not really dead. And she she grabs an axe from oh. I think a, a fireman or something. She grabs an axe somehow, and she takes. She gets them out of the truck. She says, "Get out!" And she gets in. She drives Michael out of there, out of where they're at, um, and into like they go down a hill or something. She crashes the van, and Michael goes flying out the car, and he's tr- now tr- he's trapped under like a under a tree or something, and they have this awesome like moment like she like their brother or sister so she thinks he's like reaching out like you know don't kill me or whatever and she ponders it for a second she's like she like 
thinks back on like all the stuff that's happened over the last uh, the last three movies. And it's really cool. And then she's like, nope, fuck this. And she cuts his head off and it's the Halloween theme plays and it's amazing. And then it cuts to black and it's perfect. Huh. But tell uh, how the next one starts, Josh. Oh, can we not? <laughs> what? So then we get, and then they said, nope, that actually is not how it happened. Because mm-hmm. then in Halloween Resurrection, it turns out the guy that you thought was Michael Myers in the last one wasn't Michael Myers. <laughs> and What an honest so, mistake. <laughs> and so, We've all been there. And it turns, so it turns out that uh, one of the, uh, it was either like an orderly or an in, so, someone that wasn't like, which is like someone just, doing their, someone just the... doing their job was uh, kind of like gagged and tied up by Michael and stuck into the Halloween and stuck into Michael Myers mask while Michael escaped and then I, shoved into the back of the ambulance. I don't mean to, to dive too him. deep into current events, but that has some eerie Jamal Kasagi parallels to it. I'm just <laughs> Jesus saying. Jesus Christ. Because the guy was oh. wearing his clothes out in the, yeah. out in the, out and about out to like fool everybody. Cool. So, so yeah, come on, Cody. So, and Saudi Arabia right. was involved, I'm sure. So then, um, uh, he, so, and then they try to explain it. Like when he was reaching out to Lori, that was actually the guy saying, please don't kill me. But he couldn't talk cause he had tape over his mouth. Wait, he was gagged though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was sure. killing people before that. No, 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 no. So just in the ending after Michael has been killed, but not actually killed. Oh, he like swapped, like, he yeah, in, the, in that swapped. brief moment before he got put into the ambulance, he swapped him out. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, if you're building your if you're building your <laughs> franchise on, but actually, yeah, that just that's. Work. I mean, the Jason movies do that all the time too, but they're you, stupid. So you they know get what they, they have in common with the Halloween movies. I have what? not seen them. <laughs> <laughs> you know those uh, have in common with the Nightmare on Elm Street no, movies. You haven't seen them. <laughs> I have not seen them. Um. So then, also, so then, because of this, then it, so Lori's goes. For some reason, and she's now sent to an insane asylum. For it's never really explained why. She it's went like, crazy because she yeah, killed. She has, I guess she went crazy because she killed the guy. It's, and then she's killed off in the first ten minutes yes. in one of the worst death scenes I have ever seen in my life. What happened? Where uh, Michael he comes to the hospital that she's at. They like have a fight and end up on the roof of the building, and they're both hanging there. And Lori, I think Michael stabs her, and she's like, see you in hell. And then she kisses uh, him and uh, falls to death. Uh, With the, the wig she's wearing is, oh my, like, whoever bought that disgusting thing and put it on her head and said it looks good needs to be put down. Um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like the good use of that. It is just, it's a, it's atrocious that thing is so bad and the death scene is just so it's in slow motion the music is so over the top that's so 2002 yeah it's very 2002 um and then obviously michael so now michael's on the loose and meanwhile there's a reality show created by busta rhymes so is it fair to say that he's like the snape of the series and that he connects everything busta rhymes yes okay got it sure good we'll move keep keep going um, just so want to Bust- get that known. Get that, uh, and then Buster Rhymes starts like a reality show. Just introduces a whole bunch of new characters. They're all terrible. They're all terrible actors, unlikable characters, just god awful people that you're just rooting for to die from the beginning. Um, and then 
obviously. Uh, so the whole point is they're going to spend a night in Michael in the Myers house from the first movie um, and put body cams on everyone that participates. Wait, is it haunted? No, it's just the Myers house. So who cares? Yeah, it's stupid. Wait, are, they, uh, are they like going around looking? Looking they're at just looking around stuff? the house. They're just looking around the house. Why is that? Why is that reality not, TV worthy? Who cares? It's not. It's that's why it's stupid. Um, and well, also, like, what like, explanation do they he, give? Rhymes also like tries to like kind of he puts on the ho- like the fake Michael Myers mask to try to scare them at points, just to, like make it entertaining for the viewers and whatever. It's not even. It's not even like a reality show. It's like um like it's broadcast online. It's 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 a two thousand two thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so then this is terrible obviously, obviously it just it's just terrible and it's it's basically a comedy like it's it's played it's supposed to be a horror movie it plays as a comedy but would you, let me ask you this it's a comedy honestly let me ask yeah. you this though would you say that you enjoy the campiness and the comedic over-the-top badness of it in some scenes yes but most so why do you like batman and robin Oh, Batman and Robin is unbearable from beginning to end. Cody, savage, savage. He's I, a fucking. And I don't, I don't like this movie either. That's like what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but can you enjoy the over-the-top campiness and ridiculous, ridiculous? In certain of it? scenes of Batman and Robin, yes. Exactly. That's why it's a good movie. That doesn't make it good. <laughs> Two-thirds majority, Cody. Well, I'm not at nope. Oh, fuck. <laughs> ah. Well, I'm not coming down um, on either side of this one. I don't want to. That good. sounds like quite a double feature, though. Good, good. Be a centrist. Be normal. Um, Bad person centrist. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Anyway, Michael Myers obviously because duh shows up at the house, kills all the teenagers. How? There's, I don't know. Who cares? He, okay. he escapes the house. He escapes the hospital and shows up there back to his house because reasons. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think, this, I think this whole series. The entire Halloween series is just, just a very because no, no, no. It's just a very pronounced political statement about how we need to up security at mental hospitals. Oh, that absolutely. happens in every movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, then Buster Rhymes does the thing. He's like trick or treat, yeah. motherfucker, and then God. and, and it is, then it's over. And then I, I don't even remember how it ends. I think he dies. And then it cuts to "I Want It That Way" sung over the credits. There's a there is a pop song in the credits. I don't remember what it is, but there is a pop okay, song. Okay, yeah. Mason you need to stop pretending like that's not that song's not a banger. Ain't yeah. nothing but a home. Which one is that Backstreet Boys or thing? That's Backstreet Boys. Okay. That's Ain't true, nothing yeah. but a mistake. Cody, take it away. Tell me why. I never wanna hear you say I want that way. So Halloween, to, we just to, lost Halloween to the, the Backstreet Boys. I like it. I like it. So, um, so then we get to the Rob Zombie ones. Oh god, I forgot about these ones. Oh yeah, those two. Um, so the first one, I actually I originally hated. I revisited it. I actually don't mind it. I don't like it, but the first like outside of the white trash hillbilly crap, uh, the first like forty five minutes is pretty cool. But because it's like it goes into like the origin or not origin, How like many the MAGA hats were there. God. This is before, That's this is well Halloween before that. reboot. Is Michael Myers raised by two Trump fanatics? Isn't that basically what the movie is already? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, so the first like forty minutes is just like seeing him as a child and like, but it doesn't. It doesn't really tell you why. It just says he was a really disturbed and disturbed child. Um, and Malcolm McDowell is really good as Loomis. Brad Dorf's good as Brackett. Um, but. 
Yeah, but that other is than a, that, that is a very much a Halloween reboot cast. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell and Brad Dorf. Um, <laughs> it's a very Rob Zombie cast. Shout out to Rob Zombie. Um, but yeah, and then it just kind of like retreads the exact same plot as the original, but not anywhere near as well done. And the it's just gory and brutal for the sake of being gory and brutal. And I like I like the Michael to an extent in that one, but even he's too much just over the top smashing shit and stabbing and slicing and chopping everything. Um, and then you get to Halloween two is is that the same plot lines as the other yes. Halloween two? Okay, wow, yeah. really? No, 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 no. no you no, made the sequel no. too. No, it's not a remake of the sequel at all. It's its own. Enti- it's entirely its own thing. It is ah. Michael. It is Rob Zombie's wildest dreams come to life. <laughs> the movie. So it's probably Sorry, pretty I subtle, guess. right? It is the most unsubtle thing you could ever see in your entire. If you think Zack Snyder isn't subtle, watch Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Artistry isn't subtle, John. Because this, there is, there is. His mom, because his mom dies in the first one, because she like kills herself because she doesn't want to deal with Michael being a psychopath. Um, Fair point. And in this one, she comes back as a ghost. Yes, it has this thing where she's like with a white horse. Yes, and talking to Michael from the horse next to the horse on top of the horse. What are we talking? Like Michael's like old. No, she's just standing next to the horse, and he has his Ah. long white glowing dress, and it's this like the ghost. Not even like it's meant to like I think it's like Michael's child is now also a ghost because that version of Michael is dead, so he's also with his mom in That's the afterlife. But he's so talking to him. Like it's it's it is it's it's horrible to like unfathomable degrees. So you know, like, on resurrection is worse. Yeah, but it's so close. It's so bad. You know how on Ellis Island migrants would come in and they'd be like your last name is Radchikowski, and it's like, your last name is Radford or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think Rob Zombie's last name was when he came in? Was it like Zambazuwazu or something? Yeah, probably. But, you know, um, here, let me tell you what I think it actually was. <laughs> You're going to look it up. Um, I think his name like was Zombie. It's just actually such a, yeah. Robert Barla Cummings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Bartlett, but yeah. So they shortened that to Zombie. Yeah, huh, that's, that's weird. weird. I don't, I don't see the connection, yeah. but Alice Jesus Island is lit back in the day. Rob Zombie's name, Josh. Like anybody gives a shit about Rob Zombie? Robert Zombie. <laughs> I don't hate him as much now <laughs> as I used to. It'd be so funny if he went by Robert Zombie from now on. That'd be hysterical. Uh, Robert and your director, Mister Robert Zombie. <laughs> I love it. I hope he signs legal documents that way. Shout out to Robert. We need to do a Robert Zombie retrospective. No, we don't. <laughs> we really don't. Rewatch House of a Thousand Corpses. That'll be our first, uh, our, the first commentary. Go watch watch Lords of Salem, and then you'll change your mind. I love Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess now that we've gotten that out of the way, oh, very interesting. Talk about a good sequel. Wait, so hold on, real quick. How many sequel? How many Halloween movies, not counting this one, are there total? Eleven, or not counting this one, ten. Ten. How many of those do you like? Uh, five. Okay, so this tipped the scales, right? Yeah. yeah cool. Cool. Uh, well, since we know your history with it, Josh, I want to get Cody in. Cody, Halloween 
the reboot quill? I'm going to call this a reboot quill to continue on from last week. Halloween, the, rebo- the reboot quill. Were you excited for coming in? Could you care less? How many Halloweens have you seen overall? Okay. Um, in order. Yes. Are uh, you ranking? Can you um, give me the order questions again, please? Were the you what? Ex- are you excited for this? Were you- <laughs> I want all of them. Were you excited for this? And there was another one, but how many Halloween movies have you seen? There was two more. I think there's... I don't remember. It was too okay. long ago. Um, sure. And... <laughs> yeah. Sure, um, yeah. I haven't seen any before this one. Oh, you haven't even seen the original? No. Ah, bad boy. You've been talking shit about this movie the entire time, and you've never seen it. <laughs> that was a shitty whistle. I, I was smiling, and now I, I can't whistle when my face is tense. Um, I've seen parts of the first one, and parts of I've seen parts of pretty much every single one because they were always on. Uh, They're on AMC all the time. AMC when I was sick. <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first. I saw it a week ago. A week ago, it was okay. The act I talked about it. the acting didn't care for it. Some of the other stuff was just like, yeah, it was a little cheesy and seventies and cheap looking, but whatever. This one, and I guess I'll start off with initial thoughts. Uh, I thought was as far as continuations of a long story go. I guess using I don't know, Force Awakens to Return of the. I was gonna say Return of the King. Return, yeah, is it Return of the Jedi? That's yes. that's what it's called. Yeah, uh, as kind of like. One of the only comparisons, I guess, maybe Superman and Superman Returns. (laughs) Uh, I think this worked really, really well. And um, it kind of added an extra layer of, uh, should I say sophistication? I'll go with sophistication. That it was kind of about something in a way that I'm not sure the original Halloween was. Because I think that's what horror is best at when, you know, the Conjuring movies aren't just about two people who go investigate ghosts, there are two people with a very loving and complicated marriage that are going to, in, to find ghosts. And mm-hmm. uh trying to think of other, like, I didn't like it very much, Or, but The Witch and Hereditary are also about kind of crumbling family dynamics also going along with horror in a very different way. Like, in a, in a more superficial kind of way is Halloween, whereas Hereditary and The Witch are a lot deeper and psychological and all that. But I prefer this kind of horror because um, it's horror that I can, like, understand. And, you know, pretty much everyone in the world, not, I wouldn't say in the world, but pretty much most people in the United States have probably been walking down a some kind of low-lit suburban street at night in the fall when it's all cold and stuff and heard a twig break behind them and kind of get freaked out about what could be back there. And this movie kind of played into it, and it made it seem kind of real. And that was sort of the fun of it, that it was such a contained, small story that took place over a couple hours, and I thought it was kind of awesome. So that's my initial thoughts. Cody, what about you? Uh, this was the most technically perf- uh, technically impressive horror movie I've seen in a very long time. Mm. 
And by that I mean the camera work in this movie was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty pretty nice. So whoever did that deserves a major shout out. And that would be Mr. Robert Zombie. <laughs> I fucking wish. No, I thought I, I really did enjoy this movie. It was very good. Very That's good? It. Why did you hate it? Please clap. <laughs> Don't do that to me, Cody. I'm in bed. My posture is bad. Uh, don't don't jab you, <laughs> Josh. Do you know what that's a reference to? I have no clue what that's a reference. In to. the waning hours of Jeb Bush's legendary campaign for president in 2016, <laughs> he was at a rally when everybody knew that he was going to drop out because he was polling in like the two percent range, and he gets finished talking about like his stump speech of like how he's going to fix Washington and lower taxes, and he stops talking. Everybody's just sitting there. And he just stops for a beat and he says, please clap. And then they all give him a pity clap. Oh, my God. It's the most, oh, it's so painful. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> Jeb Bush probably wouldn't have been a too bad of a president, to be honest. Yeah, he would have been okay. He would have been all right. I mean, anybody look would be all right compared to our own Michael Myers uh, in El White House. Um, cinematographer's name is Michael Simmons. So shout out to Michael Simmons. Did a good very job. Good. Be good. Initial thoughts. Josh, go. Uh, I really, really, really like it a lot. I don't love it quite as much as other people, <gasps> but uh, it's my third favorite Halloween movie. Well, third or fourth. I don't know. Really third know. of 8,000, well, so that's pretty um, good. Yeah, uh, but I really like it a lot. Um, I think it's pretty much exactly what I wanted it to be. I think um, uh, some problems with it, but it's just it's a perfect return to form for me. Nice. Um, and I know some people aren't liking it, aren't disappointed, more the kind of diehard fans from what I've seen. But um, I really enjoyed it. I think it got Michael perfectly. Um, I think it did Laurie perfectly. And I like the two new characters, the Strode characters. I like that dynamic of the of the three women. Um, and, yeah, it's just really good. The score is Oh, amazing. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, there, there was a scene where uh, the youngest girl was like, I think she was running away from Michael after she just saw her, and she, like, cut through a backyard. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Whatever was going on in the score right there was, like, the, right, is gave it, me a are tingle. You the, are you talking about the, the scene with where, like, she, like, finds him for the first time? No, like, I think she's, she's like, running away from him after she sees him kill... Uh, the guy on the fence. The guy who's going to be Jonah Hill in twenty years. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I know exactly what. That's the part of the score I've been listening to on repeat all week. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was my favorite. That sounded yeah. like. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to name the stupid indie techno bands that I like, but it sounded like stuff. A song called Underworld that I've heard before that just sounds awesome. So shout out yeah. to uh, John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and yeah. Daniel Davies. They did a yeah. hell of a job. Great wow, song. This song has a really good name. It's been a yeah, Cody Carpenter. It's been a good year for scores, I gotta say. A lot yeah. of a lot of them that I've, you know, been adding to the queue. Actually, actually, remember? Yeah, no, I mean that's the qualifying for a score is if I give a shit about it. In between this and Mandy any of them, and Fallout, any of them and, from a, uh, or any of them from a Marvel movie, though. To me, one of them is uh, Venmo. <laughs> no, does that catch up? I actually really like the Venom theme. That's the same composer as uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Eminem scored Black Panther? <laughs> okay, so before we get into kind of the nitty-gritty of it, the scenes, moments, and all that stuff, I do want to talk for just a minute about the main theme of this movie, 
or at least it was kind of a theme until they sort of abandoned it, which I was a little bummed about, but I did get a really good uh, thinking about it. Um, early on in the movie, in the most, in what is probably going to be looked back in a similar way to the reality show, we get introduced to these podcasters. Oh, no. And they... Act- I can take them much better. Yeah, I mean, but again, in if we ever have kids and they watch yeah. Halloween 2018, they'd be like, podcasting? Or reality? Yeah. You know, they're... Killed my kids are Squidward for some reason, um, uh, but one, no. But one of the questions that this movie asked that I thought was awesome and that I ha- hadn't realized, I hadn't really thought about, or no movie had brought up before is why do we? Why are we so fascinated by murders and by killers? And the the podcasters kind of dug into that a little bit. Of like they were like, oh, we, we need to understand. And maybe I was just thinking too much into it because I listened to way too much murder-y kind of podcasts. Why do we care so much? And that's kind of like, you know, I think it was put in there for a reason because there's, this is the 11th Halloween movie that are, that's built on, well, I guess I don't even seen scenes in the witch. Is that Killy or is that more witches and stuff? That's, um, I mean, it's like supernatural. Okay. So so it's not like nobody gets murdered, right? I mean, they do, but it's not. Okay. Well then fine. 10 movies that are built around the conceit of, sit here for an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and watch a bunch of people die. And I think that was a, that was one of the cooler things that I thought this brought of why why are we so fascinated by murderers? Like, it doesn't bring us any value to understand a murderer because people murder for the s- same reasons that they, you know, remodel their house. They just get the urge to do something, you know? Or they get, like, fed up with a certain situation of, like, <laughs> whether it be my girlfriend cheated on me or my boyfriend cheated on me or, you know, if I want to keep it with the house thing, the sink is dirt. The sink is messed up or the porch is crooked or something like that. Like, it's not really that interesting of a thing to murder, but we're fascinated by it. Did you guys pick up on that or like, or kind of scratch your chin at all at that particular piece of the movie? I, mean, I noticed it. I didn't really think too much into it. I don't know if that was the theme of the movie yeah, or I, just because um, no, there are a billion podcasts that are about Yeah, I think it was more just a question that's raised. Yeah. But like, I think that's, that's kind of what these movies horror movies, like I said earlier, should do is to, you know, both do horror and do the horror stuff well but also be philosophical because you really yeah, have I mean, a so- great chance to do that. But I don't. I, this movie didn't really particularly answer. I don't think the question of yeah, why are we it, so fascinated with murder. But what, what, Josh? I mean, I think that also just kind of ties into the whole who, the character of Michael Myers. I mean, it's like they're constantly asking why. Yeah. But the real. I mean, there isn't really a just. There, there yeah. isn't a reason. It's like that's. It's a big mystery. Yeah, you get the same. Like I said earlier, I think you get. I haven't killed anybody that I know. Of, um, but I feel like you get the <laughs> same urges to murder that they just spawn off of mo- like emotions and desires that have nothing to do with killing that have to do with stuff with stupid stuff and just murders extrapolate on that it's just kind of i guess how much you have to lose really and with somebody like michael it doesn't seem like he has that much to gain or lose he doesn't really care about anything and that killing is just like he just is it's breathing kind of like kind of for him he yeah. just has no like there's no reason for him to kill half the people he kills in this movie he just like yeah i'll do this i have no reason to or i have no reason not to like no not too many of these people are putting my life in danger it's just 
he's here. I don't know. Whatever. I'll do. <laughs> I'll do it. So I don't know. It, Send in my way. Yeah, it's just some fun little philosophical questions that I thought the the podcasters brought up kind of nicely, and you know they and they got their question answered. And the and what I think is the best sequence in the movie is the the gas station. Yeah, the bathroom I, scene. No, not not just the like as soon as they get to the gas station from when the cops come, I think is some of the best horror filmmaking I've ever seen. I'm going to disagree with you on that. As best sequences go, I'm going to disagree with you. I didn't say the best. Or I need to. I, one of the best. <laughs> one of the I meant to say one of the best cuz I don't I hope we all have the same best sequence. I don't even know what mine is. So I don't think about it. For mine's a gas station, so I don't think we're going to have the same one. But what's yours, oh, Cody? Mine's definitely um, it's the scene after that when he's walking around the town. Yeah. His first killing spree after the gas station he goes on. That long take. Mm. Ah! Are you okay? It, and, oh my god, it was so, it was oh. so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the gas station. I really do. I like just the way that it it played out. Like you know, you see the guy behind the desk at first, and he tells her where the bathroom is, and then you next the next time you see him, oh my god, that is his oh, jaw is just ripped off, and you see the guy working on that car or whatever in the garage, and then the one of the podcasters who kind of looks like Dom Hall Gleason now that I think about it just finds oh. him in a pool of blood. And the way that Michael drops the teeth when she's going to the bathroom, uh, that's like, fucked up. See that? I think he might enjoy it now. I think he might. I'm. That makes me think he likes killing because he wouldn't do that. Yeah, because then that that maybe that hints that he's there's some enjoyment factor for him or something. I don't know. But Josh, what do you think about the gas station scene? Oh, I loved it. Uh, That was kind of the first time in the movie where I was really like, oh, this is this is the movie I'm. This belongs. This is the movie I signed up for. So I I was like, I was really into it. The the whole when he pretty much from the moment that he enters the bathroom is what, like the whole everything leading up to that I thought was great you know you see him walking outside and uh, kind of you know, like get shots of like the guy under the car is dead and you see the guy at the register is dead and then you hear the footsteps in the bathroom and when he puts the teeth over it's just yeah it's scary he's got it's some scary high. footsteps I don't know how you can make footsteps sound scary but he got them. And it's all in this. I think it's just also in the silence. Yeah, that I, this could be a sneaky sound editing contender. I really got to. I got to awesome. say, they did a really good job with it. I, um, I, it won't. It won't happen. I just want score. But yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, the, the movie is doing well critically. What's that like? Eighty one, eighty two. Yeah, something like that. That's that's okay. I mean, it's just it's very tech. It's very techno-y, So yeah, I wouldn't. I'm hoping this new crop of Oscar voters does recognize some more popular stuff because we don't need sound editing to come from some period piece that six people have seen. It's just stupid. But that usually is like the big movie category, isn't it? That and VFX? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Other question to pose to you two. Mm -hmm. Baby, why did he leave it? Um, To me, that was just kind of representative of more of the mystery of michael it's like interesting so there is so the explanation is there is none yeah and i mean maybe, maybe that's a cheat answer but that's kind of how i've always answered my for myself a lot of the things that he's done it's like why did he do this or why didn't he do that it's like 
we don't know. That's just that. That's what makes him interesting and scary to me. You can't pin. I, you're saying you can't pin him to any normal yeah, like, there's motivation. No, I mean, it's it all just goes back to the speech from Loomis in the first movie where there's, there's yes, evil. of course, the speech. I remember. Yeah, I know, I know you don't. <laughs> um, Go for it. But it's the kind of I'm not going to recite the whole thing, but it's kind of the whole. Spark he's just it. evil. There is no. There's bl- the blackness in his eyes. There. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. There's no explanation. No understanding. You but can't. that's that's saying you don't. There's no understanding as to why he kills. But yeah, there is a, no there is a recognition that he is evil. And I would say, yeah. killing a baby just for the heck of it is kind of the most evil thing you can do. Which is, you know, but he didn't. Which is make just me makes it more interesting. It's okay. like so why didn't here, he? Here, I, here's my interpretation of that. I figured he was like the predator, and there's no honor in killing an unarmed baby. Okay, and there's no fun in it either. That's what I was leaning towards. I think that the deep down, you know, even, even though I just said that there's kind of no motivation that you can really give give him or whatever, I do think that the enjoyment of it uh, of doing something he's good at, I guess, maybe does kind of keep him going. And that, you know, if there's a baby just sitting there, it's like, okay, that's one hack and that's it. But I could go to this house and just stay in the closet for a while and hope this dumbass opens the door. That's way more fun. You know, drag her by your feet and finish the job, I guess. So, all right. Dumbass. I guess, I guess Michael Myers kind of is sort of the canvas that you paint yourself really of how you see him bringing in your own fears and experiences and neuroses and which is kind of, which I guess for for a lot of characters maybe wouldn't work, but I guess sort of the, that's kind of like, he's kind of like Pennywise in a way where he appeals to everyone, everyone's different kind of fears and all that kind of stuff. So. That's it's that's interesting. I didn't I see I didn't I didn't get that really portrayed very well in the original just because it was so hammy that I could I just couldn't buy into it. But this did a lot better job for me at least of appreciating the complex simplicity I guess of yeah. Michael Myers. So it, I, it did its job there. Um, another thing I liked is. I don't know why I enjoy this so much, but I just do, and maybe this just goes to the ones that I've had. I really like grandparent-grandchild stories. I think we need <laughs> way more of them because they're, they can be so, they can just be, they're a lot, maybe it's just because there's less of them, but they just seem a lot more touching than a father, a father and a daughter, or a mother and a son, or et cetera, et cetera. I think know? having the estranged mother, the like grandmother-mother, mother-daughter relationship helps, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely complicates things, and you kind of have to come into every conversation. There's a new element, I guess, to them, because Lori and, uh, what's and, her? And, uh, Allison. Allison. They have, like, a very, I would say, confrontational relationship. Like, she gets, Allison gets into her shit pretty often, so does her mom, but they are also is a, you know, I took $3,000 from these podcasters, here you go, go do something fun, you know, element to it that I, re- I really appreciated. Uh, what would you guys think of the relationships between the main three? Good. Uh, I loved it in concept, but one of my issues is I, I wanted more of it. I think it was a little underdeveloped for it mm-hmm. to completely pay off by the end, but I still really liked it. And what, uh, like, where do you think it fell short? I mean, I, also, I just think there could have been more screen time dedicated to it to flesh it out a little bit more. Um, I think it was kind of just the bare minimum needed to make you care. Yeah, but horror movies also do are like short 
Yeah, I know the show, but it's like I, I think there are other things they could have cut to make room for that. Yeah, I guess Conjuring, Conjuring, and Conjuring Two are probably the better examples. There's a longer a, horror movie that is like hour fifty, two hours, something like that. Yeah, so like five, ten more minutes, maybe. Yeah, just kind of yeah. scattered throughout. Eh, maybe that would that would have been okay. Yeah, um, but I still, I still really liked the whole dynamic between the three. I guess yeah, so it's it, good. I like the dad too. I was kind of bummed that he yeah, died. Yeah, loved the dad. He was funny. <laughs> he was such a I dad. Got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And I think that's one of the things that I had kind of heard mumblings of going in. And one of the things that kind of made me a little nervous was that this was a comedy. Like, that's my biggest problem with the MCU is like, you know, just to use an example, it's it kind of undercuts the action scenes with bits. And that that was my problem with this a little bit. Well, I mean, as awful as as annoying as undercutting serious drop like action scenes with bits undercutting you know scary <laughs> murders and stuff with a joke or two is 10 times more annoying I think to it me, makes I it more it didn't effective do it. in my opinion really yeah. how so because it lulls you into a false sense of security no i'm talking about like right after is the is what i get annoyed by like you oh, know, right in super movies like we just get into this huge fight, and somebody's like, "Oh, you want to get shawarma?" It's like, oh, "God, kill me!" But that was a good one, sure. But that—that's a bad example. But there's others of just like, "Okay, can we just have this one moment to be serious, please?" Um, and it is Tony, so Tony kind of gets a pass. Uh, but no, the, the, this—I was kind of nervous that it would do that, and I don't really think it did. I didn't think it was that particularly there, funny. Like it was, I, you know, it was okay. I think well, I thought it was the fun. I think the funny stuff works. I just think some of it didn't belong. Like I think the kid is hysterical. I think the kid and the babysitter dynamic they're great together. The, jo- the oh, the little kid, the little kid, the right, yeah. yeah. I think he's he's hilarious. <laughs> he was good, um, but the, <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have a Gary Coleman career like, and he has more of like a I don't know Denzel or something. Like but that. like the, the thing Will is, is like good one. his lines like oh shit when she dies and then. Saying, oh, you're going to die as he runs out the door. Like, they're funny, but I'm also like, I shouldn't be laughing right now. I yeah, should be scared. Okay. I should be really, really freaked out and intense. And I'm set, I'm like kind of laughing it off. And I'm like, that bothered me. Okay. And then right. there's a couple other moments that are like. I don't know. I, just, I feel like that's realistic. That's how a kid would act. It, I don't think that's how a kid it, would act. I, I think he might. would act. Maybe the. Life. Yeah, maybe the conceit, I guess, is that as a kid, you're just too young to be able to process something like that. Whereas, like, the boyfriend, I, 12 is a weird age. 12 is kind of, it's a between of, you know, because the the boyfriend, he was what, like, in canon, like, 17? Yeah. You know, you're a little bit more, I don't want to say battle-worn, because you're 17, but you do, you have more of an access to the internet, I guess. (laughs) Nice. When you're 12 years old, you're just like, you know, for a 12-year-old, death is probably, because their grandparents aren't most likely too old. Death is kind of a thing you see played on TV and and in movies, and not like a real thing that you have to deal with. So I could, but I can definitely see what you're saying, Josh. That him making a joke as his babysitter's yeah. being <laughs> being torn to pieces and turned into his, a human lasagna probably isn't the best time for that. Yeah, it's like it's it's Danny McBride humor, and it still makes me laugh. But right. it just could have done with a little less of it. Okay. But I, I liked it when it, I liked the humor when it had to do with character stuff, like setting up the dad and yeah, you know his relationship with Judy Greer and the whole family and all that kind of stuff. I, I thought yeah. that worked okay, and um, and then the Jonah Hill kid was funny too. 
He had a couple yeah, moments like that him. killed like me. Him. But um, yeah, let's talk about some references, shall we? The uh, ones that I'll get. I enough. No, no, no. Wait, wait, what? The ones that only I'm going to get? No, it's not true. No, no, no. I picked up two, and I just want to know okay. what I missed. So I picked up just the two of us playing on the radio. Okay, yeah. I should, I should get credit for that, please. I did good. Please be proud of me. Please. Well. Please, please, please. Say it! And, uh, which I, the radio yeah. thing I thought was really clever, too. I thought that was awesome. And then when they were talking in their... Somebody said, like, Myers was Lori's brother, and they're like, no, that's just a that's just a story people tell to make themselves feel better, like, so they can yeah, understand probably. it when, you know, Michael Myers isn't supposed to be understood, just feared. Those are the two I picked up. I've heard, though, yeah. that there were others that people more in tune to the Halloween series were, like, rolling their eyes at. So which ones were they? Well, I really like I really liked all of them. I don't, I don't know why people are so against references in today's day and age, but whatever. I, I, um, eh, I obviously I understand, but with those I know two, I thought were really cool. But I, the, so another one was towards the end. So you see kind of the final confrontation, Lori's and yeah. in the beginning of, or in the end of the original movie, how, uh, Lori looks out the window and Michael is there. And then she looks oh, back. Oh yeah, that one's gone. Too. Yeah, I knew so that one. That's the one I got. Yeah. That's the, they reversed that. That was really good. Oh, there's another one oh, that's that cool. I really liked. And I don't remember. Um, it involved Allison. I don't remember what it was, but there was one with her. Was it um, her, yeah, the, her costume or something? Bonnie and Clyde? Uh, no. Uh, I don't remember what it was. There was something with her. Um, and then the Season of the Witch masks, those are in there. Okay. Are uh, they really? Those, yeah. The, some of the trick-or-treaters are wearing those, and that was awesome. Um, the ending is straight out of Halloween, too, where they set the place on fire. Um, it's. I mean, it's not exactly the same ending as Halloween, too, but, like, in basic terms, it is because they blow him up and set him on fire at the end of Halloween, too. Um, and that shot of him burning with the score playing. Was, Ooh, that's, that's good. That's, that's amazing. Um, and then there was, I think there was a Halloween 6 reference, but I'm not yeah. sure. Um, and and in reference it, to H2O? Uh, I mean, the, the whole movie was a reference to H2O. You know, but like a direct, anything direct? Um, I don't think so, no. Mm, uh, I was expecting Josh Hartnett to show up as a cameo, but because he, he was in H2O. Yeah, he needs he to played, work. Yeah, he played her son. Um, her and um, him and um, what's what's her name? Uh, big actress. She was in Venom. Uh, Michelle Hardy. Tim. Sigourney Weaver. He had two, he had two to choose from. Well, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and Michelle Williams. All right. Um, oh, also Beyonce was in that one scene. What, and Jackie Kennedy was also, she was in like the, she had a guest spot in the, in the preamble. So Stop. those are the four. Um, yeah. And there are probably tons of other Easter eggs too. There's definitely like also little homages in the music and in the visual cues. Uh, the, the long take, uh, sequence is, uh, not the the camera work isn't from Halloween two, but the going into the house is right out of Halloween two. Like it's a it's a basically a direct homage to a scene from the beginning of Halloween two. Um, Which people uh, probably should yeah. realize is probably is an homage to some French movie in the thirties yeah, that yeah. nobody's seen, and you know probably you know. a Hitchcock movie. But probably. okay, I was gonna go Francois Truffaut, but okay. <laughs> even it's even it's even right down to what the the woman is wearing. Like it's it's okay. really direct. Is it that first time when he gets the knife? Is that what you're talking about? It's when about? he when he kills her with the hammer. 
Mm. That was good. That's yeah. so good. That whole scene. That's my favorite part of the movie. I think. Yeah. Controversial uh, opinion time. He hated it. This should <laughs> just kill Michael. Let him go. I don't. You know they're not going to. I know. I know. I understand. Which is sad. They was, should. This should be the last one. I think this is such a fitting ending. How many more times oh, can we? It's like always were, a fitting Josh, ending too. And then they made three more. But you were just talking about, and how well did that go? Of keep you know killing and then bringing him back and it's not Michael and I'm, oh it's he was I'm, really dead. Like, I would be really fine need to do that up to one or two more, but after that, just because they already said that they have plans for a sequel, so it's not like they're just like okay, how can we do this again? It's like they've been thinking about it. So they're going to say that Michael somehow escaped a burning building, trapped in the basement. They've done it before. I know, but I'm just saying this should not be that. That was in 1981, not 2018. Like, okay, still. here's an idea. Now that they have eyeballs and they have the attention of the horror world and the movie world and all of that. Make something new. Yeah, follow the direction of Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. People might be ready for an anthology now where you can call something Halloween and it is still I, a horror movie in Halloween and you turn it into different stuff. I mean, Blumhouse, I that's their whole bit is they make movies for dirt cheap that make a ton comparatively to their budget. Do that now. I, I wouldn't hate it, but at the same time, I would rather, I would like to see a horror anthology at this point. I don't think Halloween is the way to do is the franchise to do it. You can make another Halloween themed anthology series. But how many, but I mean, I are they going to be able to yeah. do the Michael Myers escapes in a town, kills people, and they stop a movie? How many more times can depending they do that? Depending on how they do it, depending on who, if uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Andy Matichak and if uh, Judy Greer returns, like it depends on. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's the story? We got to do it again. Like I said, they they say they like I said, they already have ideas and plans for what they would do in a sequel. They already said there's reasons why they um, had ideas and plans for. H2O and Resurrection too, and they didn't, they didn't work I, I, I just think this is a nice time to bow out, or at least for a while, and not just Halloween, whatever this new one's going to be called. 2020, most, let's do it. Most likely, this is what's going to happen. They're going to make a sequel. It'll probably be okay. won't be as good as this one. And then David Gordon Green and Danny McBride will bounce out. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis probably won't come back for any more if she even comes back for another one after this. And after that, they're probably going to start making, you know, mediocre, whatever, crappy slashers again. And they'll make two, maybe three more of those, and then the series will be dead for another 20 years. And then so. by then, we'll be dead. So it'll be <laughs> fine. We don't have and, to worry. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Jason will be on his fourth reboot. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot, will and be in development still. get Freddy or uh, Robert Englund back for one more day. <laughs> and then The Flash will come out with Ezra Miller starring at 68 years old. And that'll bring awesome. it all together. <laughs> and then Ben Affleck will finally back as Batman. <laughs> God. I don't know. What do you think, Cody? Should they just end it and do something yeah, else? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I Money think talks. that this was a perfect ending yeah. to the series. And we ha- we finally have a good two-movie I guess we had that before, before Halloween. Yeah, we already had it, out. but we have it again. To refute your this point. This is fine. So now you have... Yeah. Two, Choose uh, your own adventure. Exactly. I but love to refute your point, Josh, money talks, yes. But does anyone right now, other than like Kevin Feige, know how to make money more consistently than Jason Blum? Like He is in the position of power to really I mean, flip this on its head. 
Jason Blum does know how to do it. I know, and I'm just saying, I think this is the opportunity to end things on the high note. Michael's dead, Lori's moved on, family's together, and you're off and running. And then Halloween, colon, I don't know, the fire of Litchfield. A song of ice and fire. And whatever. Unless we finally get the movie where there's a new Michael Myers. Where they almost did in Halloween 5. They almost did, but actually have uh, the girl from this movie become Michael Myers or something. That'd be cool if they did. Mm, I don't know. I think you got to end it here. I think this is, this is the, you've done it. You've made a ton of money, critically acclaimed, franchise is back, Halloween is restored, you know, you ended on a high note. You began on a high note, you ended on a high note, and there was some crap I mean, in between, but whatever. You, you, you did also it. do that. Mission like, as accomplished. Much, as much as you want to think mm-hmm. about it from an integrity and story standpoint, you do have to think about it from a business standpoint. I know. Like, and I, I that's what I'm saying. Is But it's like Blumhouse makes they didn't, money. They didn't get these rights. Obviously, it's not like Star Wars where they paid $4 billion, but it's like they didn't get these rights so they could make one movie and call it a day. I know, I know. But I guess I'll... I'll if the movie... I guess by the way you, you're talking about it, when the movie gets made, I'll judge it on it. I'll judge it on its own merit, sure. But I'm yeah. just saying, for right now, I think they should just call call a day and turn it into an anthology, just like they intended earlier. And then through the Halloween name, create some brand new a brand new series of horror franchises that you can, you know, get a blank slate to. Because you know, if you can get two million dollars for a witch movie, you could probably get twelve to fifteen million dollars for a really cool movie with the Halloween name attached to it. So, But tell me, diehard fans do not like this. No, they do. In I some circles. The diehard, fans, the diehard fans are a little more mixed. I've some, Why are they mixed, though? I've, I, haven't, I haven't heard anyone say they hate it, um, but it's kind of just been a mix of loving, liking it, to kind of, it was okay, but I didn't really care for it. Um, and a lot of the complaints are actually the same, too, as my complaints. <laughs> Because oh, my right. my issue, my issues with the movie are that I think it's kind of narratively unfocused. Really, um, I, I think it's, it's pretty just, tight. See, I I think what it's about a it was unfocused? I think it's more so just like what I was saying before that some of the character stuff is underdeveloped. I think there's a, there's like multiple stories, multiple characters going on at a time, and I don't think almost any of it really gets quite enough time to fully develop to its full potential. Uh, um, I I'll refute you there. Michael gets out the pot. Well, the podcasters start the thing. They meet Lori. We establish where Lori is. Uh, no, Michael, I I Michael gets out, kills the podcasters, terrorizes the town. It's not, Mom, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not about, like, the plot and the structure of it. Like, it's, it's all yeah. pretty straightforward and understandable. It's just I think there's just not enough focus on each individual thing to give it enough time to really um, have the impact I wanted it to have. Like I, think the, the, like I said, I think the relationship between uh, Lori and her daughter Karen – I loved, but there's only like one, maybe two scenes dedicated to fleshing that out. And then at the end, you have the big moment with her, which is awesome. But I would have felt that a lot more if I'd had a couple more scenes. Why do you hate Halloween? So critical. Okay. Really cynical, actually. Uh, All right. I think. And then the and then the other thing is the humor. A lot of people really hate the humor. They think it completely ruins the movie. And then there's also the twist that happens with the doctor. The people are saying ruins the movie. I don't understand. That was awesome. What are they talking about? That was so cool. To me, that was kind of like a a little twist. A Rooney. I I like the scene, but it's more. I think it's 
kind of a, a Leia from Last Jedi moment where it's a great Did idea. Did he fly at some point? Did I miss that? No, it's like it's a great idea in concept. It could have been executed a little bit better, just looked a little less silly. Um, but I, I, still, I, I disagree. Like, yeah, I think they, I, I think, I think they did a good job establishing the devotion that he has to Michael and how I think it, you know I think he's been a, a monster in captivity for so long, and he wants to see what he does out in the world. I think that was done well. I, I think it ties into the movie well, like thematically, yeah. like really, really well. But I just think maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just the shots they used or the take they had of him putting the mask on and his dialogue delivery. But I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> quite hit. For yeah, me. It was a little silly. It was a, it was a little <laughs> over the top. A little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are the complaints that I've heard, and people are saying those are like me, like completely overshadow everything else in the movie. And to me, they were just not minor problems; like they're significant problems. But I enjoyed everything else mm. a lot and over outweighed all that stuff for me. Well, I dug um, those. So yeah. Any other further likes or dislikes? Um, tapped out. I don't know. I also love the mask. Uh, yeah, the mask, the Good best mask. Spence, the first one. I like uh, how that I like I like how the podcaster's end goal was accomplished. That the mask did awaken him, just not in the way that he wanted. Not the way. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's also a and also speaking of the doctor scene, I liked I do like how meta this movie is. Like it's not mm. overbearing, but it's pretty meta at times. Like the part where Lori, she's make like, me you're, hate the, it. You're, "You're the new Loomis." <laughs> Um, she says to the doctor, which well, is like, that, that was played pretty straight. It's like, you know, if, if you, I mean, it's, it's if like you work with somebody for 10 years and then they get replaced, you're like, Oh, you're the new Bob. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, it's both. Bob zombie. Like it's, it's natural, but that's why I mean, it's not overbearing. It feels natural, but it's not like you can very clearly like just say what it is. Same with the, the, um, the sister, the, uh, sister joke between the kids where she's like, I thought that, uh, somebody started that as a rumor. Um, and then Wait, the one wrong that, with that? That's that's no, awesome. No. That's rumors I, I, happen. I said it's awesome. Rumors said happen in small towns. I didn't. These aren't flaws. These are things I like. No, I thought I thought you were talking about like those were things people didn't like of the meta ness. Oh no, no, I'm just talking about things that I liked. Uh, oh yeah, no, I meta, thought the yeah, sister yeah. thing was awesome. Yeah, I really like that. And then the one other thing that I don't think anyone's really picked up on. Um, oh, was um, when was Michael did uh, did started flossing at that party. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, no, exactly. Like, it's actually with the doctor stuff. It's kind of like, so the whole movie, like the podcasters and him are like, they're trying to get him to talk and they're like, come on, Michael, just talk, just say something. We want to understand. We want to get more out of you than just what you are. And he stomps his head. And he's like, no, and it's to me. That was kind of like the filmmaker saying, we're not doing mythology anymore. We're not trying to explain things away anymore. We're not trying to make it convoluted. This is what it is. Shut up. Mm. And this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel yeah. It did feel like I heard you talk a lot about like Michael is a force of nature or anything like that. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I thought I was like, that's just stupid. You can't be a force of nature. You're a person. You're a character. But now that I do see it, it is he is kind of like a hurricane. You just you can't really yeah. do anything to stop a hurricane. You just have to prepare yourself as best you can. And yeah. <laughs> like with Michael, it's just like turn your house into a like, yeah. And even then, you're not really yeah. guaranteed to do too well. Yeah, but. Uh, also, the other reference was the the closet at the very end in her dummy room. Yes. Of like, oh, that's Halloween. We need them first, but I don't really care. Uh, Judy Gur also had a pretty cool moment of her crying and saying, "I can't do this! I can't do this!" And then she's like, Got "Later!" Him. He just shoots him. This is the, the first headish. Given her something to do in. Judy Greer. Yeah, she's been just a. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, she's uh, she's a great actress, but she's barely. Yeah, but, 
given but, good material. But think of those checks that she's getting to do oh, nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not bad. If you want to, if you want to act and not make money, go do Broadway. Go do some off Broadway sh- stupid thing. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Ju- Judy Greer's got a she's got a backup quarterback in the NFL kind of career. She doesn't really do much, but she gets paid. Good for her. Um, any final likes or dislikes? No, it's the whole it's thing. A really, really good, fun movie. Not perfect, but I'm happy Halloween's back. Jamie Lee Curtis, the Razzie, is in the mail. <laughs> no, she's good. She really. I gotta say, the the activity is really working for her. She's, she looks great because just there's just no poop. The poop is gone. <laughs> she's not having to carry around the amount of weight. comments I've seen from people making jokes about activity. Activia has been outstanding. Activia. Well, she really put her whole identity behind that fucking yogurt. Yeah, she really went hard, so, didn't she? She is defined by yogurt. It's like George Foreman and the grills, man. Halloween. Exactly. You can't think of George Foreman without those grills. Just like you can't think of Jamie Lee Curtis without purely cleaned out bowels. That's just, that's just <laughs> murder and, and empty bowels. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's going to be on our headstone. Um, right. And Freaky Friday, obviously, because that's an iconic film. Uh, great, Cody. Let's do it. Film. Eight out of ten. Same. We've been in sync the last couple of weeks. It's weird. Josh, knife emoji, pumpkin emoji, what are we thinking? Give him both of those. Oh, sick. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Opening credits, too, by the way. Very cool. Yeah. Opening credits, are an un, they're an underutilized part of movies. Like, we see them in I mean, Bond, an, and, like, it, that's it. Yeah, it's an op- awesome. I mean, there's no homage to the first two movies, but... Yeah, yeah and it's just, it sets the tone, and, you know, you can get to hear the score a little bit, so you can get, get used to it, and... Did the pumpkin look weird to you? Like, the CGI of it? It's pretty orange. Not, not very realistic. <laughs> no, it looked fine. I didn't... I honestly thought it was... I, I thought it was a real pumpkin been, that they just... Recorded over like a week and just put the and then reversed together. it. Yeah, paid no it might mind. Might have just been where I was sitting, but it looked a little weird. Well, you don't have to sit on the floor, Josh. They have seats. No, I had I, I do, so I don't have anyone in front of me. Yeah, were there any jackasses at your screening in like a Halloween actually, mask? Actually, good. No, God, no. Yeah. Uh, good, good theater experience. Uh, nobody talked. Everyone was quiet the entire time, and the. Two people that were jackasses got kicked out before the movie started, and it was great. Oh, wait, why'd they get kicked out? Uh, so my theater finally has caught on to the rest of the world and does assigned seating. Uh, um, yes. So obviously people hate that for some reason. Why? Um, don't they know? I, I don't know. They're, they're stupid. Savages. Um, but the two, so, so two other people came in and were asking them to get up because that was their seat, and they were just like, no, go sit somewhere else. It doesn't matter. And they started like had like a back and forth argument with them. And then like other people joined in and were like, you know, get out of their seat, get out of their seat. And then finally someone got in a, a staff member and he's like, either get out of this, go to your seat. You're, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And they were like being so pr- ridiculous about it. They just left. <laughs> they got out. That show. Yeah. So then everyone cheered in the theater and everyone was quiet and it was great. So what you're saying is everyone clapped. It did. Cody. <laughs> They didn't have to ask. Nobody clapped in mine. I had a great theater. They tried to clap at the end, but I just bolted. I was like, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> but not well, I'm, I'm not, I was incredibly surprised at how popular this movie was. That, or how, there must be very little to do in Lake George. Because <laughs> ah! everybody was in the theater. You gave it away? That's not where I live. Oh, shit. That's right, I went, on, I went on a trip this weekend. Nice. 
Nice. Speaking of popular, Mason, remember how much you said this movie was going to make initially? And that it wasn't popular and that modern audiences don't care? You're cutting in and out a little bit. Sorry, I can't hear you. Anyways. Obama. Yeah, I think we Did lost Josh. Mary Cody. Poppins, Obama. Josh, I think we, I think we lost him. Cody, That's too bad. I guess we'll have to go forward on our own because we just lost Josh to the pit of I don't give a million dollars. Venom made eighty. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. <laughs> I'm not your. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. I think Mamma Mia still has a chance to uh, to win it to beat an overall gross, but I guess we'll just have to What's wait. That's five hundred by now. It's like three sixty something like that. Really? It's a classic film. I thought that would have done more. Don't you do, don't uh, Mamma Mia two? Don't you dare! Don't you see? I thought it made more. It's amazing that an oh, ABBA so musical would made that much. Anyways, five hundred fifty million dollars. It made three hundred ninety two million. It's not as good as the first one. Like it's a budget of seventy five. Shout out! Oh my god! It takes seventy five million dollars to make Mamma Mia two. Well, you got to shoot the whole thing on location. Good Christ! Exactly. That ain't god. cheap. And you also have to pay for. You don't really have to pay Lily James that much, but you just kind of should, you know, just because she's a person. You just got to like. If I were negotiating her person. contract, it'd be like from a studio, it'd be like, I just have as much as you want. We just love you. You're just so lovely. You're so cute. Do you want fifty million? You can have fifty million. We'll get you the Daniel. Get you the Daniel be. Craig Bond six package if we just give you all the money we make. Shout out, love her. So, all right, cool. Watch your winning listening to. Let's move on. Josh, you first. Um, there's a show on AMC that I've been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Storage Eli Wars. Ross. No, that's uh, not, no, I don't watch that because I have a life. Um, Eli, Eli not Ross, a bad show though. Honestly. History of Horror. Oh, cool. Really cool. I mean, it's kind of just like a you know standard TV you know produced kind of thing, but it's really interesting seeing all these different horror filmmakers talk about like all these older movies. Uh, Jordan Peele's in it. Too. Hey. Uh, so there's all different kinds of people from all different backgrounds. It's really interesting. Um, it's only three three episodes in. Yeah, three episodes in so far, but it's uh, on its first season. I'm really into it. So very cool. Really good. Do you want to talk about the hate you give for a minute? Uh, sure. Uh, I left this movie kind of speechless. I loved it. Mm. Um, not so much. Well, I don't even know. I'm still kind of thinking about it because it's such a such a powerful movie. I mean, it's such a really just, it has a lot going on mm-hmm. thematically and there's a lot of depth to it. And there's very, really, really intense and really emotional times. Um, but, uh, not even just like looking at like the movies, like themes and what it's about and what it can or should do. I just think it's a really well done movie outside of the first like 15 ish, 20 minutes where it's a little MTV, yes. but, um, but I mean, other than that, I think it's just Amanda Steinberg or St- what, what's her name? Stein Stenberg. Sten- Stenberg. Stenberg. Yeah. Um, she is incredible. Yeah, um, she's a star. I, I loved her in this movie. Everyone else is great, but she's really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little long. It's like two hours and 10 minutes. I don't know if mm-hmm. it needs to, but it's, yeah. it's a great movie. Uh, and I was worried about certain things going in. Some were justified. Others, I was happily surprised, and I thought it was great. What were you happily surprised by? Uh, I thought some of the handling of the kind of messaging of the movie would be a little, not one-sided, because I think it kind of should be one-sided, but yeah. it 
is I thought it would kind of vilify the police and ignore some of the other problems within that side of the community. And it doesn't for either. Yeah. And I'm glad it, I'm glad it doesn't. So, yeah, the, the, I kind of had the same thought until they got to the common scene where he just like, here's the other viewpoint. She's just like, nah, <laughs> which was a little, yeah, you know, like it's a little heavy handed maybe, but it was, it was, it's just, it's a movie made from somebody's perspective and yeah. it's the author or who I, uh, I don't recall the name of, but just um, anybody involved in this was that that's yeah. their perspective. And that's, I their... think she wrote the script too. Oh, but good. I'm not sure. good for her. Let's, you know, it's a movie. It's not really about trying to come up with a, it's just uh, trying to shine a light. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not trying to come up with like a political or like a well thought out essay on everything, you know, everything every legal or moral consideration, I guess. Well, that might be moral. I'll, I'll say just legal consideration you have to take in into account when you talk about and when you think about police shootings. It's just it's talking about it from a perspective of yeah. Here's how I'm experiencing this and I thought the that message just came across incredibly clear and incredibly powerfully communicated. And yeah, the, the, uh, the friend character who you kind of grow to hate towards the end was maybe a little bit much human being on the face of the planet. Yeah. She was something. That was the one thing where I was also like a little, like not like MTV, but it was like a little, like to me that on on self parody, just cause it's like, the one like clearly blatantly racist character in the movie is also the most bleach blonde pale person. <laughs> hey, she has some, <laughs> her roots are brunette, so she's, it she's is cool. It's, it was like hilarious. She's, I mean, she's cool. honestly, it was brave to portray Tommy Laren like that, but I'm glad that they did it. I really am. I think they did a good job of it, capturing her disgusting essence. <laughs> but I don't. Know, it, it seems like the movie. It's, it seems like the kind of movie well? that isn't going to change too many minds. Like if you're not, if you say, "Oh, well, cops are justified 100 percent of the time," you're not going to be changed by that movie. I don't think. Just yeah. in the same way that if you are 100 percent the other way, that you're not probably not going to change yeah. uh, mine's not going to be changed but it's a good movie to see if you're trying to figure out the nuance of it and it does you know to me accurately to, portray what it's like i think to, to me somebody who knows obviously <laughs> to me it's kind of the um it's a good comparison to black klansman where i think yeah personally i personally i think this is a better made movie than black klansman but that movie conveys its message a little better um I'd still, i still i give black klansman the edge like, Personally, I think both are doing their job. I just feel more emotionally invested in this movie than I did with that one, which is just that's just a me thing. But okay, well, the tiebreaker is which one has Topher Grace as David Duke. That that will give the, we'll give the win to whichever one that applies to. Oh, it's it's Black. Okay, I guess it's Black Landsman then. Sorry. Um, I guess the the kid taking out the gun at the end was like a very whoa. That, that is one of the most tense scenes I've seen in a movie all year. That is like. Yikes! Didn't see that coming. I was like, I was like, what the hell is it? Because the movie also really well directed. Yeah. Um, just some of the scenes, I'm just like, I don't know what's about to happen, and I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the biggest one in that uh, ballpark. I just that whole that felt like 15 hours long. That was five minutes, but it was, yeah. I I also liked uh, this. Is my last thing. I just want to mention this one last little bit. I liked the one of the things that I get most frustrated about, which is from an outsider's point of view, about when we do have uh, a shooting like this, or like that, or whatever, is how 
we immediately, the media at least, digs into the past of the person that was shot. It's like, oh, well, Philando yeah. Castile, he did this. Or yeah. uh, uh, Trayvon Martin, he was like this. You know, they pull out these pictures of him looking somewhat, like, intimidating, quote-unquote, in old pictures or whatever. And it's like, this movie pretty much says, fuck you for doing that. You don't deserve to die because you wear your pants a little low or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, it, you know, I, I just thought that was... I was glad that they had talked about that a little bit and that she had pretty, pretty flatly kind of punched that reporter in the face for no, asking this about is a it. Very unsubtle movie. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you got to be. Sometimes I mean, I, I, think I, I wrote in my letterbox review in a very pretentious way, I guess, but it's kind of how I feel: is that American because America is this different, this radically different place than anywhere in the world. We kind of are we're forced to make up the rules as we go along. And we kind of ask ourselves these questions of, is this okay? Like, is slavery okay? And then we, after a while, we like, mm, it's not okay. And then, you know, we passed amendments and we made it law. And then we said, is, you know, black people not being allowed to vote okay? Or is black people being segregated from white people in schools okay? And we're like, eh, I don't think it's okay. Same thing with women's rights and, you know, this and that. And with... Pretty much every gun-related issue, whether it's school shootings, other mass shootings, or unarmed you know, police shootings, we're kind of in the middle of, you know, we've asked, are these things okay? And we're sort of like, eh, we haven't really gotten a firm no. And that's kind of what this movie is made in the, you know, when you're trying to push the world one way, so then, you know, to being no, these aren't okay until it can kind of do it on its own. And that's sort of what I felt this movie did a great job capturing. So I don't know if it's going to be an awards contender. Depends on how much I the Academy this. wants to pat themselves on the back, I guess. But I'm I'm hopeful, too. I think it's certainly deserving as a well-made film I, and a timely film, which is I want, ultimately um, what the Oscar I want Amanda Stein- Stenberg to get Best Actress nomination, but I don't know if that'll happen. I'm not quite there. I, don't th- I think her performance was good for a, what is, whatever, 18, 19-year-old she is, but... Not quite sure it's, like, great actress, actress-worthy. But she's going to get there eventually, I think. Yeah. It's just, it's you know, if this is... But then again, they nominated Kovanjane Wallace for no fucking reason. But whatever. It's like, she's thir- she's 12. Of course she can act. She has no inhibitions. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah. It's like, duh. Did Jacob Tremblay get nominated? No. Okay, Should have, though. Shouldn't have. Sorry. Should have. I don't Should've. know. No. You don't... <laughs> Your 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 brain isn't developed enough to be a good actor when you're a kid. You just that's are a kid. A, that's a dumb argument. It is. It's true. They have they have Some no kids are talent just talented. Yeah, but they have no like embarrassment or any like self consciousness really. They're just kids. They don't give a shit. If you yeah, tell like, that just makes it more authentic. It does, but I don't know. I like I think I like acting to be hard and I like to I like them to really just the performance just the how hard the performance was to do doesn't make it Listen here, buddy. Work. If you're not Daniel Day Lewis, you can go fuck yourself. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> Holy shit. Good movie though. Good movie. Cody, watching and listening to Ah, you guys really made me not want to see that movie. Why? Talked about it for too long. Sorry. No. Okay. And yeah, you, you just should basically show- made it sound like a white guilt movie, so Hard knocks and a hard it's not white guilt. Cody. No, I was afraid it would be, and it's not. I it's um, haven't been doing anything. I've been busy. Um, this is a social I studies movie, Cody. By the way, there was a new Spider-Man DLC that came out today. I started playing that. Oh. Um, Red Dead Redemption comes out 
on Friday. Horse nuts. That's yeah. The Spider-Man DLC is fine. Black Cat's hot. Wait, I have to do DLC to be able to interact with her. I'm st- I still haven't made it through the campaign. I'm I'm just gonna w- I'm just gonna wait till they have all the DLCs out. Yeah, there's there's three of them. So get them all at once. Good call. I also watched the Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. Good movie. It's Jim Carrey. I'm I'm down for it no matter what. Um. All right. Well, that was a fun one. I think one of our better conversations in a while. If I do say anything like that. Fun with that one. So, um, nothing on the DACA next week, so think of something fun to do, I guess. But until next time, you can follow us at Under Real Flicks, <laughs> at underscore Real Flicks on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review, send us an email, realflixpodcast.gmail.com. And until next time, Josh, Cody, check your corners and your closets. Just get a gun. Actually, don't yes. get a gun. Welcome to Trump's America. How about a sensible taser? How about that? Nope. Sure. A nice, a well-polished pair of brass knuckles. There you go. Then you're on your way. Guns or nothing. Would you guys rather be tased or punched in the face with somebody wearing brass knuckles? Oh, God. Tased. Tased. I'll keep that in mind next time I see you. Anyways. (laughs) Take it easy. (sighs) Bye-bye. All right. That was a good one. It was fun. Talking about the, v- the movie after Venmo. Just, we live in a post-Venmo world, fellas. That's true. All righty. Nighty-night, Cody. Time to go to bed, little man. Please don't do that again. baby. <sighs> let, let me know how that cat search goes. Well, I'm not getting a cat. I don't want $500 to spend on a cat. What? $500? Jesus Christ. Is that like for the Medicaid, like shots and stuff? No, it's for the deposit. I have to pay my apartment oh, complex. Okay. Deposit. That's that's worth it. I'll cover you. I'll go half these. Right. Cool. By you can, hatchies, um, I mean, you can venom you know. me. You can venom me the uh, two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> whenever you want. <laughs> yes, I will venom you that straight away. <laughs> Don't ruin Venmo for me. Too late. It's happened. We did it. <laughs>